Okay, take it away. All right, good afternoon, everybody. My name is Rob Rosenquist. Um, I am uh, the owner of the driveway company of uh, North Georgia. We're based in Atlanta, just north of Atlanta, about 20 miles, um, a suburb area called Roswell. If you know the North Fulton County area at all, uh, Roswell, Marriott, Alpharetta are all kind of up here, and, and that's uh, where we live and also where we run the territory. Um, so uh, yes, I've taken um, a bunch of calls like this and, and I appreciate the opportunity to be able to speak to everybody in a group like this. And, and I've got some things written down here that I know probably will be asked that I've, I've fielded so far. So FAQs, if you will. So I'm going to try to um, talk through a couple of those at kind of a high level. And if anybody's got some detailed questions, then uh, we can go from there. Um, so anyway, I hope everybody is, is safe, safe and, and uh, taking care of themselves and trying to get through this crazy time. Probably uh, not that easy to sit and evaluate something like this in the middle of all this uh, uh, craziness. But um, on the other hand, maybe um, a perfect time to do it as well from an opportunity standpoint. So, um, and, I'll, and I'll tell you why I say that, because a lot of people, as they, they talk to me, they ask me, you know, how are things going right now? And how would you possibly compare that as a regular operating rhythm to what normal is supposed to be? And um, my easy answer for that is, is you can't, and I don't know, but whether it's because of or in spite of um, the, uh, the driveway company and the nature of, of what we do, um, you know, a lot of people are home right now. Um, I don't know if you all follow analytics and trends around housing starts and building and whatnot, but um, uh, they're doing very well. And a lot of people are looking at renovation and certainly a lot of small projects that normally that you're not home, if you're somebody who travels and leaves the home every morning and, and comes back at night, you don't have a ton of time to think about it. Um, but uh, for whatever reason, that is, that is something people are thinking a lot about because it's front and center and they're moving on it. So we're busy, we're, we're doing well. Um, a quick piece on my background. Um, I have been in, uh, in sales and marketing at an executive level in the tools and the construction industry for 25 years. Um, so, you know, having that is certainly helpful as it relates to the driveway company. Yes, using tools and understanding the construction industry from a high level and, and knowing how that works. Uh, certainly helpful for me to translate into what we do. Um, however, I would tell you, um, and I would never say that it's easy but uh, the work that's done is fairly simplistic. And so you don't need a significant amount of experience, albeit helpful. It's certainly not something that's necessary uh, or required um, in order to, to be able to run a franchise with the driveway company. Again, the base model for this is relatively simplistic. And if you're decent with your hands and, and um, you know, understand the basics of, of, uh, of how this will work, and a lot of it obviously is taught to you, uh, you'll be just fine. So, and again, the, the follow-up question there is typically, you know, how much work is somebody like myself doing um, involved day-to-day -day versus are you hiring somebody? And I'll explain a little bit about our dynamic in a moment uh, and how it works. But um, again, so 25 years in tools and construction. I, uh, after uh, a couple of years ago, uh, decided to make a job change and, and started looking at opportunities individually. We looked at a lot of different franchises um, well outside of construction. So we were pretty wide when it came to looking at franchises in general. And, um, and ultimately, you know, uh, the reason that we chose this one 
uh, goes back to that simplicity of the model. It was easier for me, easy for me to make a transition uh, to understand this as, as far as a construction type company goes, but the simplicity of the model was there. Um, I'm sure a lot of you have already looked at pro formas or at least started something like that and have been given some basics by the, the franchise leaders. Um, and as I looked at it, I quite candidly looked at it and said, well, this looks very simple. There's gotta be a lot more to it. And um, yes, there is more depth to it, but the, the ease of the model really um, makes this thing work. Uh, the second part, uh, certainly from a uh, desire standpoint is, is you can make good margin at this as well. Um, and there's a couple different revenue streams here, but uh, the basic crack and joint work that the driveway company promotes and, and advertises that we do is, um, again, rel relatively simple to do, and the margins are good. Um, the workload is, is, is not extreme at that level. And again, we're doing a couple more things that we've added on that have challenged us, and, and certainly everybody can do that. Um, but um, getting into this is, it was not that difficult. The capital expenditure here was um, also relatively uh, simplified and it was a lot less than a lot of the franchises that we were looking at. So those kind of pieces coupled together um, put us in a position to say yes to, to the driveway company. Um, the sign-on process and kind of the training and, and ramp up um, was, was also Again, fairly simple and, and, and easy. Um, we started the franchise in, uh, I think we signed in late September of last year. We went to training in Waco at the end of October, say third week of October and um, through November and December um, and not the ideal time to start, right? Cause you know, cold and rain don't make it easy for you to do this type of work. Um, but circumstances for us just worked out that way and we said go. We basically took 60 days. We did, we practiced a lot. We took a lot of pictures. We got all our equipment together. We tried to figure out what we're doing. We practiced, we learned, we practiced. Um, we did a, a bunch of um, pro bono jobs, some neighbor jobs, just to be able to do the work, um, you know, just at cost or even for free. And I think that's something that be, that's worthwhile doing so you can get your name out there. And we um, technically, I guess, uh, financially opened up our business on January 1 from a, a, a fiscal standpoint and have obviously been in business since then. Um, uh, two other things, and then I'll, I'll open it up to questions and we can hit a lot of other things. I knew that startup would be something people would wanna hear about. We, um, we did uh, a handful of jobs and the combination of jobs and dollars obviously is what's creating the pro forma that you all are probably looking at and trying to figure out how real is that. Um, and so that is, that is accurate. So the combination of how many jobs that you do in a month, um, and that's a combination of these crack and joint type jobs. The other revenue streams include uh, resurfacing with the franchise, which the franchise has recently uh, launched out to us as well, which is another option, uh, short of replacing an entire driveway or a sidewalk or patio. Um, and then obviously outside of driveway, you do have sidewalk, patio, backyard, front yard kind of stuff that anything concrete, pool, um, deck uh, related, um, that all comes pretty quickly um, as you advertise yourself as more than just the driveway company. And I would tell you, certainly, I haven't felt limited at all by calling us the driveway company. Um, you know, the services that are listed on the website, the way we market um, on our Google ad page, as well as uh, we use home advisors, um, and the way we market ourselves is well beyond the driveway. So we do uh, talk about 
sidewalks, we talk about patios um, and pool decks as well, and we get quite a bit of opportunity uh, for that type of work um, too. So um, as we've ramped up this year, uh, January, I think we got lucky. We, got, we, we hit a couple of jobs that um, we, uh, we got early on and, and we did about uh, just above $10,000 in the month of January. February was a terrible month. Um, we only did two jobs in the month of February and uh, only got paid for one of them. Um, it, weather and, and everything was just, was just bad. But March, um, really the, the weather breaks here in, in Atlanta um, pretty quickly and we ramped up pretty fast in, in March and we were upwards of $15,000 in the month of March, um, or sorry, $10,000 in the month of March, another $10,000 in April. But then in May, uh, we finally cracked open and got to 25,000. Uh, last month, uh, just above 20,000. And this month, we're looking at closer to 30,000. So we have been ramping up. A lot of the marketing has taken root. Um, I guess our ability to you know, know how to quote and manage the quotes and be able to execute and, and close those quotes. Um, again, if you think about it, we're talking about six months here. Uh, pretty quick time to be able to ramp up. And I don't think I'm the exception. I think every, anybody who started around the same time has all had some decent amount of success to be able to ramp up fast. I think the challenge I look at right now is, is maintaining that and how to scale it up a little bit further and buy that extra piece of equipment, hire the extra people, um, buy the extra truck, et cetera, and, and, and scale that so you can start maintaining you know, volumes of, you know, 30 to 35, $40,000 a month, and then adding another crew, which certainly can get you closer to 50, $60,000 a month, which we certainly hope we're going to be able to do in the next um, six months. So um, people ask about startup. They certainly ask about personnel, uh, people. Um, they ask about equipment. Uh, we talked a little bit about, about, about pro forma, and we can talk a little bit more about that if you guys have specific questions. And then also get quite a few questions on marketing. Uh, how do we market? What do we market? So um, last two minutes and then I'll land the plane and, and turn it over. Um, from a personnel standpoint, uh, just from our, um, our business, I, uh, I'm the owner of the business. Um, first couple months, I was on my knees doing cracking joint jobs with my son-in-law, who now runs the business. So I learned it, um, but I pretty quickly backed out of it from a day-to-day -day operation standpoint, still manage it from a financial standpoint and support standpoint. And yes, I'm, I'm spending a lot of time from a day-to-day -day, uh, day -day basis with him, but I also have a full-time job as well. So I'm running a job of my own as well as supporting him. Um, I would tell you that uh, having a first lieutenant, and I'm very lucky that my son-in-law is my first lieutenant here, but um, I would tell you that having that person that you know and trust if you're not going to be involved every day and going out and doing the work is absolutely critical. And of course, you know, this goes without saying, you know, uh, hiring good people and keeping them is, is, is hard. And if you've never done it in the construction industry, it's even harder. You, unfortunately, there's a lot of uh, flakiness. Um, you're hoping that people show up um, and trying to find people that can be consistent. So I would certainly make sure you have your head wrapped around, um, a, uh, a way of, of hiring and keeping good people, keeping them motivated and keeping them moving. And, and we have a crew of three people right now, kind of full-time and uh, a couple other people that we bring in part-time. We've had some summer labor help, uh, some high school kids. Um, but that's kind of the, the one crew, I'd call us a one and a half crew 
Right now we can split up a little bit, but that's where we're at after seven months. Um, and again, the goal is to, uh, to pretty quickly here add a, a second truck and a second tr uh, crew uh, within the next couple of months and be able to do that. Um, having somebody certainly that has a little bit of experience in construction um, as a laborer, I mean, having that is, is certainly good. Um, you know, it's okay if you have somebody that doesn't have any experience, but I wouldn't have an entire crew of people that, that you're teaching this from day one. So I would certainly look for somebody that's got some background. Um, as far as equipment, I won't get into a ton of detail. The base level equipment that um, I think the franchise uh, leadership puts out is, is a good starting point. Um, but certainly there's a lot more to it than, than that if you have specific questions there. But I would tell you the, that capital to start that was, was relatively reasonable compared to other franchises. And if you have more questions specific to equipment, I'm happy to help. And then marketing. Um, so really the, the primary marketing avenue for us is um, between Home Advisor and our, our Google homepage. Um, we use Home Advisor. I think everybody's familiar with that and being able to, to have the right information in there and managing those leads as they come through is not that difficult at all. Uh, getting people out to do those quotes, um, fairly simplistic. The Google ad page is something that we've hired a marketing agency, an external agency that does this um, in a very basic way for us. Um, we sign up for a, a dollar amount of, of basic SEO um, around our franchise. And then we have them do a couple other things to help us promote um, and market uh, separately. And we do some local stuff also um, with local schools and churches and, and that type of thing. And then lastly, and I thought this was also um, something that I wouldn't do, but I was told that flyering, you know, literally walking from neighborhood to neighborhood, uh, being conscious of HOA and solicitation rules and all that stuff, of course, but um, that flyering and, and doing door hangers and that type of stuff, I didn't think that would work at all. We did it and it does. You do get some leads from it. It's very inexpensive. Uh, hire a um, high school kid or a college kid that will drive around the neighborhood and, and do door hangers and, and flyering. A uh, very inexpensive way and you know, all it takes is a, is a lead or two to, to come to fruition out of that and you paid for it. So we use the Google ad page, the um, home advisor, and, and, and really that kind of uh, local uh, flyering and local um, type marketing as well. And it's worked for us, worked as good. And, and you know, last thing I would tell you is um, anytime you're doing a job and, and you know, you guys have the shirts on and the trucks are outside with the, with the logos, um, people are walking by, especially now, people are outside all the time. We get great response from people that see us do the work. We'll stop by and ask for a business card and, and uh, or just come over and, you know, and take a look at my, my driveway or my patio or whatever. So there's quite a bit of that as well. So having somebody that is prepared and ready to be able to do that and step away for a few moments and talk to a person that's walking by, uh, we've gotten plenty of opportunities that way. But again, you certainly want to have somebody on site that will be able to do that for you. So um, I can keep going, but I guess it's probably a good time to maybe uh, um, throw it out to, to the group here and, and anything that I've said that you want to, ask me to uh, expand on a little bit or any new questions, we can uh, um, open it up a little bit. Thanks, Rob. So anybody got any questions for Rob, just unmute yourself and, and ask away. Quiet group, Rob. Yep, I see all the, the uh, muted phones, so maybe 
There you go. We got somebody. I had a question. This is Mike Canning. I out in Denver. I I was just curious. Um, as you got your business started, just anything that you know came across in the first you know two to three months. I mean, you talked about staffing and the marketing. Just anything that caught you off guard that you wish you had prepared, um, or you know that you had known about, or just caught you off guard in that first probably. 30, 60, 90 days? Um, yeah, I mean, that caught us off guard. You know, I wouldn't say there were any surprises. I mean, certainly you're learning pretty quickly. Um, I, would, I would tell you that, you know, as we went out and did our jobs and, and marketed ourselves, um, as I was doing the quotes the first 90 days and I was walking out there and, and walking in, you know, onto people's properties and they would say, well, here's my issue or here's my problem. It was, it was well beyond just crack and joint for sure. Um, so people here, the driveway company, which I think is a good thing. Um, it, it expands you out to pretty much anything. You know, people think that, you know, you can replace an entire driveway. Um, but also, you know, on the site, certainly you, you do see the adjacencies around, um, you know, sidewalks and patios and pretty much anything concrete. So um, you'd be surprised what people ask you for. I do remember, uh, walking away a lot early on um, because at that point we were just doing crack and joint work and saying, well, I can certainly do that. And I say walk away, but I can do that, but I can't do the other things that you're asking for right now. And, and those kind of things that I saw, and maybe this was the surprise is, you know, small things. Uh, can you, you know, lift this pad of concrete? I got some uneven pads of concrete, very common. Um, and, uh, you know, people don't want you to do crack and joint work if the concrete's not level. And so I say walk away. And in some cases I had to walk away because I said, I can certainly do the crack and joint and the ceiling and, and all that stuff. And I can power wash your driveway and I can seal it at the end, but I can't level the concrete. Um, and so, uh, you know, that's, that's an opportunity. That is another revenue stream that, um, that we were looking into. In fact, we did, and we decided not to do it. Um, but that's something that came up. And then, you know, people asked about resurfacing at the time when we started, didn't know anything about it. Um, and so we on ourselves just kind of started researching it and, and didn't even know that the driveway company was doing it at the same time, uh, researching it. And so ultimately, again, the driveway company came out and said, hey, here's, uh, here's what we recommend you guys do. Um, so it was an additional revenue stream where you, um, you, know, you couldn't just say, hey, I'm just doing crack and join. If somebody wants that, you can do it. But to be able to say, yes, I, I can do a resurfacing as well for your driveway, all being short of, you know, repairing the entire driveway, which is the huge sticker shock. Um, and I would tell you that, you know, as we learn more about what we were doing with crack and joint and resurfacing and sort of all these other repair and maintenance type work, the basic thing that people are trying to avoid in, in many cases is replacing their entire driveway because it's damn expensive. So, you know, showcasing that that's the most expensive option here is an old driveway that would be replaced is going to cost you $10,000. You know, a resurfacing is going to be half of that at starting. And that's still a very good option. And then doing just crack and joint and ceiling is even going to be probably half of that. Um, and so, you know, um, having more, um, more tools in the chest, if you will, as we started walking out further and further, and now we started saying, yes, we can, uh, do that. We can resurface and we can repair uh, a small piece of concrete. Um, and so we, we, we took that on and we started learning it, both the resurfacing and some of the small repairs. 
and continued on with the crack and joint work. Um, so we did, we added on those revenue streams fairly quickly. And I think um, I would tell you that was probably January, February, where we were, we did our first resurfacing job in January, late January, and realized quickly if we, you know, if we can learn how to do this fast, there's a lot of out there and we wouldn't have to then uh, walk away. So I, I found that I had to get my eyes pretty wide open pretty quickly because there was so much. And, and again, as I looked at these, uh, these, these jobs, you know, and I was kind of saying, uh, we don't do that in my head. I'm going, we can do that. I, I, we can figure that out. We will figure it out. Um, and so again, if you have some basic construction knowledge or somebody on your team, that's got some basics, um, figuring this stuff out is not that difficult either. YouTube is an incredible tool when it comes to uh, concrete. Do you, um, have you repaired any sidewalks that have roots? Yeah, we have. Do you have to like break the sidewalk up and then cut the roots out and then put concrete back in? Is it that big of a job? Yeah, no, it's not. It's not that hard, but we, uh, you know, good question. Cause that, you know, kind of brings up another say surprise or learning point. Um, we have done that. We've done parts of driveways where we've had to break them up. And when you find roots underneath, I mean, a couple things you have to consider um, one is, you know, the, the homeowner has to be okay with those roots coming out and knowing that that tree, you know, eventually would, would come down. Um, so that's, that's certainly something. And then, you know, initially when you start walking out, you may not see that, but now I'm, I'm trained to immediately look at any large trees that are even close to any of the surfaces. And number one, it may be causing a lot of the damage, but number two, if they want to repair, you get an idea of what kind of work is underneath it. Um, you can cut those out. Again, home, very important that the homeowner knows that, and that does take extra work and labor to do. Um, but as you cut that stuff out, um, you're really just replacing it with pressure and run gravel underneath to try to get a level surface and, and putting concrete right on top of it. It's, it's not that difficult. We've done um, a handful of, of you know, smaller um, sidewalk repairs and replacements, small pads, maybe three by three feet. Um, and uh, they're not that difficult to do. We figured it out fairly quickly. Did you have to buy additional equipment? Uh, chainsaw. We, we definitely had to buy a chainsaw, and, and a lot of it is really manual labor equipment, not anything uh, significant or big for the tear-out. Um, we, we did early on buy a, uh, buy a jackhammer um, and a rotary hammer for drilling um, a chainsaw, so we had plenty of, you know, equipment to, to break stuff up. We're good at demolition. Cool. Thank you. What are the questions? So is your son-in-law going to make a living doing this? He is making a living. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he is. Um, he is. Uh, so, uh, you know, having a crew leader like that. And then I say, uh, I'll characterize him. He's a 26 year old kid, um, very mature for his, for his years, uh, very smart, very conscientious. And of course he's married to my daughter. So he's gotta be a smart kid. Um, and so he's, he's got a lot of skin in the game here and that's certainly important for us. Um, but he can absolutely make a living. I pay him $60,000 a year and he earns every bit of it. Um, you know, give you a little more context around what we pay other people. Um, anybody who's a skilled laborer of any sort, you're probably going to be, and again, it, it'll depend on your geographic region, but anywhere from 15 to $20 an hour. Um, anybody who finishes concrete, 
they will expect anywhere from $300 to $500 a day. Um, so if you're getting into any sort of you know, larger concrete work or finishing concrete, those folks are expensive. We've only used them a handful of times, but they're well worth it, but it is not, not cheap. And then um, I, I mentioned we, we've had some summer labor. These are high school and college kids. I'm paying 10, 12 bucks an hour. Um, you know, the first 600 of that you can do under the table and kind of try them out, pay them cash. And after that, obviously they have to be taxed uh, either full payroll or you can have them as a 1099 contract employee. I am finding that the 1099 contract employees are the best. You ha don't have to worry about the tax part as much. Uh, they file their own, um, their own information. Uh, I put them on the payroll and I take out their uh, federal and state, but I don't have to worry about it beyond that. So I've got three guys now that I have full time um, that I pay directly all taxes and everything. And I've got two 1099 guys. And then, like I said, a couple of laborers in and out. Um, last thing I would say is I have used temp labor services and it's good in a pinch. If you really need somebody, I've used it only twice, but you're going to pay a significant premium if you've ever used temp labor. Um, if you want to pay somebody 12 bucks an hour, 15 bucks an hour, you're going to pay the temp anywhere from 19 to $22 an hour uh, for that same range. Obviously they cover all the insurance and payroll and taxes and everything. And then the service, the fee that they, they provide for the service. So um, we haven't used that a whole lot. Really good. What else? What else can I answer? The franchise. Um, so uh, obviously you all know Todd and, and, um, and probably a lot of you know Witt as well. Um, Courtney Harmon is now the uh, kind of acting uh, senior leader for operations for the franchise. She's front and center. Um, I think she's been on now officially. She's been on, she is a franchise owner, number one, um, two franchises, I believe, and has owned that uh, as long as I have mine or maybe a little bit longer. Um, but she obviously has worked with the franchise or for the franchise. And now um, not only is an owner, but is the kind of operations leader. She's incredibly responsive, um, easy to work with. And, and, uh, and uh, if you've had a good experience with, with Todd and with Wit, you'll have an even better experience with her. She's pleasant and a lot better looking. What else? Any, any other questions for Rob? Uh, How long did it take you to break even on your, pay, uh, on your expenses? Yeah, four months. Four months? Uh, yep, just looking at our QuickBooks here today and cleaning up a little bit. So um, we've been hovering around, and again, keep in mind sort of the number of people. So three people, three, four people and some, some temp labor. So we were averaging, um, and I'm sure this is probably the detail you guys want to hear, we were averaging on our salary expense probably right around six, anywhere from 6,500 6, to 7,500 bucks a month. That's just salary, not including taxes and payroll fees. Um, so that's, again, three full-time guys and, and a couple temp guys here and there. Um, that was obviously the biggest expense, cost of goods sold. Uh, we've been averaging, um, and that, that includes concrete, resurfacing material, any of the Sherman Williams locks on material. We include anything in the cost of goods sold that is directly related to a job. 
and um, we've been averaging um, right around uh, $2,000 a month in the last couple of months um, on cost of goods sold. And uh, yeah, four months. So in April, we, we broke even uh, profit in May, uh, better, a little better profit in June. And July should be the best month we've had. Thank you. Sure. What other questions? Uh, how about vehicles and transportation? I get that question a lot. You all want to hear a little bit about that? Um, so uh, obviously there's, you have options here. The franchise has an option where you can use the, um, uh, the Dodge City Ram vans, um, upfitted and, and logoed out. Um, we uh, opted to use pickup trucks. So we've bought a handful now. We're up to four F-150 pickup trucks. We've logoed them um, and we use those primarily for the work that we do. Uh, we're running the business out of public storage units. I've got three of them now uh, where I keep uh, equipment and whatnot. So I'm paying about six, uh, just under $600 a month for those three storage units. Um, and the four trucks, and we have uh, two trailers, two small trailers. Uh, every once in a while, we'll end up having to rent a, uh, another trailer. Um, other equipment uh, here and there we might rent. We're, we've got an account with United Rentals where we can get just about whatever we need uh, from them. They make it fairly easy as well. Um, and again, from an equipment standpoint, none of what we're using is significantly large. Um, it's all, you know, reasonably sized stuff. Um, you certainly want some folks that, that can handle, um, you know, uh, uh, large weights and stuff like that. I mean, the box, the buckets of locks on are, you know, 20, 20 pounds a piece. If you're, you know, any bag of concrete that you're going to pick up is 80, 80 pounds a piece. If you're mixing any concrete, uh, the resurfacing materials, five, five gallon buckets, those are heavy. So you want people obviously that can manage that and you need a place to store it. Uh, the one thing I will tell you is, um, is uh, having a Sherman Williams, Sherman Williams, uh, that obviously sells us the locks on material, a lot of the other uh, um, top coat material, resurfacing material, whatnot. Um, the local Sherman Williams, and there's a lot of them, having that and having that person uh, that, that runs that branch is very important. And the guy that, um, that helps us, he's got a dedicated space in his warehouse that, and I don't know that that's the case everywhere and it's certainly not an agreement. Um, I don't believe it is from the franchise, but we've just got that relationship and it's helped us where he can bring in pallets of material for us and keep it there so we don't have to, uh, to store it. Um, so having that relationship is certainly important. Uh, but between that, the, uh, the trucks, the trailers, um, the public storage unit, having the, uh, the Sherman Williams close by and, and accessible for equipment. Um, and then certainly, you know, plenty of trips to Home Depot, Whitecap Supply, uh, and your, your local concrete supplier is certainly important to have those relationships as well. Any other questions for Rob? Uh, I just have one more question going back to kind of the marketing piece. You said you were using the Google homepage and uh, Home Advisor, and then um, kind of leading into some of the jobs that you 
you know, in, in a roundabout way, just had to say no to because they weren't the right fit for the services. Was there any consideration with, you know, walking away from Home Advisor or a different marketing tool or modifying those marketing tools to kind of narrow the services down? I don't know, Angie's List or, you know, something like that. I don't know what your thoughts are on maybe making a better candidate, if you will, for a customer to save you some of that time. Yeah. Um, so I guess, you know, the, um, my comment around it was not necessarily, I was walking away because the lead wasn't good. It was, um, as I got to a, a, a homeowners, you know, um, site and looked at what they wanted at the time early on, I, I didn't have the capabilities or didn't know how to do what they were asking to do. If it was cracking joint work, we had just come off of training and I was like, yeah, I can, I can take care of any one of those cracks. I know exactly the process and we, we could tackle that. But what I found was more customers were saying, yeah, I got cracks and, and joints I want to fill and I want you to pressure wash, but I also want you to take on, you know, cut, can you take care of that little, you know, area over there that's, that's coming out and just replace it? Or can you, you know, like I said, relevel my driveway? That was the reason why we were walking away is because we just didn't have the capabilities. It wasn't because the marketing wasn't there. Now, in, in comment to Home Advisor, it's a little bit of a double-edged sword. Home Advisor has given us volume of leads. And um, there's two parts to Home Advisor. One is you basically sign up and say, here's the, um, the individual type of work that we do. And um, it's not fill in the blank. You're checking boxes that they have pre-filled in for you. So concrete flat work or concrete repair, those are the words. And when the customer comes in and says, you know, I want to um, repair my driveway, that customer then has to click those boxes. And if boxes that I've clicked match the boxes that he's clicked, then I get the lead. Um, and the part of that is I get charged for that lead immediately if they match up. So the role dice really is that the customer knows enough to click the right boxes. And we've had um, a handful and they allow you to dispute them, but we've had plenty where customers just, you know, they, they sign up and we call them and, and they said, yeah, I want to refinish my wood floor next to my, you know, um, next to my fireplace. Uh, we had that one early on, I remember. And I'm like, not concrete. We don't do it. So there's user error on that side. You can, there is an avenue to dispute. So you can do that, but it tends to be kind of vague. And the information that you get, unfortunately, you're at the mercy of what the homeowner fills in. So when the homeowner goes to home advisor, they may click on two or three different boxes that say concrete repair, concrete fix, concrete flat work. And then there's open text boxes where somebody can type in and say, I would like you to do X, Y, Z, A, B, C. Um, I would tell you less than 50% of the time, does anybody take the time to fill out anything meaningful there? And a lot of times it's just damn blank. And so you have to take the chance whether or not you click on that one and, and accept it or not. Um, so, um, you're at, you're at the mercy of some of that information, so it tends to be vague. However, it's volume. And again, for us here, that works really well. Um, I'm, I, my highest months there, I probably spend about $1,000 on HomeAdvisor, um, but the payoff that I'm getting is probably half of my revenue easily um, each month uh, coming from HomeAdvisor, home if not more. Um, the Google ad page is good. I'm struggling with it, to be quite candid because I'm paying $1,000 a month for SEO and another 250 for somebody is to manage the page and keep it up and running because I don't, I don't know how to do that. So uh, that's why I hire them for. 
I'm definitely not getting the amount of leads out of that that I had hoped for. Um, but I understand that I've got to be there because if somebody goes to Google and in Roswell, Georgia types in concrete repair, I mean, I've got to be there. And if I'm not, I'm, I'm just never going to get the lead. So um, you're there amongst a lot of others. So the vagueness there is, is unfortunate, but I don't, I don't know how else to necessarily target that in even better. It's the least expensive way to be able to get the volume at this point. If I had a lot more money to market and be more particular about the marketing, um, you know, I could do some more proactive campaigns, but um, we have not had that kind of resources at this point. And I don't know that we'll need it either, to be quite, quite candid. I've, I've been pretty happy with using HomeAdvisor. Um, you may or may not know this, HomeAdvisor and, and Angie's List are affiliated. They're, they're sister companies. I don't know who bought who, but they're sister companies. And, um, and HomeAdvisor is turning into more of what would be the construction project type stuff where Angie's List may be more inside the home, Home Advisor may be a little outside the home, um, uh, but uh, certainly home, we, we, we didn't really consider Angie's List a whole lot. And I don't know that anybody else um, that owns a franchise is using Angie's List. It's either Home Advisor, Google Ad Page, um, or doing some of their own, you know, uh, grassroots marketing locally. Does that help? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. <clears throat> what else? Anything else? We are coming up here, uh, Rob, on the 45-minute mark. So uh, does anybody got a, a last question or so for Rob that they want to kind of squeeze in here as we uh, thank Rob and let him let him get on today about his business. All right. Well, Rob, good job. Uh, thanks for taking some time. And uh, thanks, everybody, for being on the call. I hope you found it helpful. So with that, I will, I will end the call. Thanks again, Rob. Appreciate it. Thank you, everybody. Pleasure. Good luck. Yep. Take care.